So I said, of course it's better, buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Calvin. Hello. And the return of James. Hello, everybody. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, everybody. (laughs) Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. If you had to include a sport or activity in the Olympics of childhood games, what would it be? Calvin Ball. I don't know that that's Uh, a fair choice. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely a fair choice has anyone ever actually played calvin ball yes i, I have but really yeah how did you play with people or with your imaginary friend with my sister oh shit really okay yeah we grew up reading calvin and Hobbes comics yeah i mean calvin ball is really simple you just need a ball i mean yeah i guess you're done but you make up, isn't it like you make up the rules on the map as you go? Like there's a rough, like isn't that the whole like? Yeah, no, joke there are no rules. Point? You just yeah, there are, that is the joke that you just you just do whatever. You just run around and you're throwing balls and you make up rules on the spot. That's okay. not like a worthy entry. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. All right. I you've, I... you've switched my position on this. You swayed me. Dare you doubt my Calvin Ball history? <laughs> it's not so much a doubt of your history, it's a doubt of did you play it, and you have proven that you have, so... I'll take it, yeah, I'll take him seriously. For now. <laughs> until For now. what? I don't know, until he proves that he can't be taken seriously, and then he'll have to reprove that he can be taken seriously. It's like how trust works. <laughs> and the cycle of life goes on. And the cycle of life continues. Yeah. What about you, James? What are you including? I'm going to say snowball fighting. Um, uh, I know that technically anybody can do that, but I do feel like uh, uh, that's a that for me would be a worthy entry because that to me is like um, if you could just get like a total like a uh, not a Game of Thrones, a Lord of the Rings level snowball fight between like children the ages of seven and like twelve. I who wouldn't want to watch that? That would be hilarious. So I think uh, snowball fighting. I think a fair point toward snowball fight being a kid's thing is I don't see full homes of senior citizens like going out on the front lawn to have a snowball fight. There is an age limit, but is that because they don't want to or because they're physically prohibited by the age? I feel like it's the physical prohibity because otherwise <laughs> the snowball will probably take off someone's head. <laughs> oh, they're not that weak. Some of them have breathing problems. Not all muscular. <laughs> Look, they don't they don't have to move very quickly that's true and like it's all it'll almost be like um a more european version where it's like you're probably only going to get one or two hits you know what i mean uh so europeans and old people would love that version at least but yeah you just line up you just line all those senior citizens up outside on the front lawn sit them down in the snow where they have enough to like make a couple snowballs and within arm's reach and then once they've thrown Mm -hmm. a couple volleys you wheel them all back inside yeah, that's probably all they'd really want. That'd be that'd be kind of sweet. I'd like to see that. Pretty sure they would freeze to death 
in the five minutes it takes for them to get wheeled out to the spot. You don't know that. We'll just bundle them up. Maybe they died before they got out there. Yeah, you don't know. You can't tell the hypothermia. (laughs) (laughs) Hell Um, yeah. I think I'd include line tag. You guys remember that one? I do like what? remind me, like I do. Re- yeah, yeah. Uh, can you remind me of that? I remember so, playing it in elementary school, but I forgot how it goes. Line tag. It was a normal tag, but you could only walk along the lines of the basketball court. Yes, never played that. Yes, oh, it was tons of fun. Because then, like that you is jump, such a good one, RJ. Yeah, you could <laughs> jump between the lines too. So, like, if you've got, if you oh, want to take wait. the risk, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think we did play that. However, we played that in like gym. Like, I don't think we ever played that at like recess or anything. But that does sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, that's it. I to- I totally forgot about that. That was so much fun. That is a good one. Thanks. Oh, uh, dude, those. Well, what was your guys' favorite game in gym? Like in elementary oh. school. I mean, Scooter Day does. Does Scooter Day count? Like those little mini boards that you would like scoot yeah. around on. Yeah, that was good. For us, it was always roller skate day though, Ooh. or like week. So oh. we would always get um, at the elementary school I went to. You, we would get roller skates like once a year, I think, maybe twice, but I really only remember once or so. And they would have these giant carts full of roller skates, and we would spend our gym class, our gym hour just roller skating in a circle around the gym. And then eventually they got like disco ball in the gym. So they would turn off the lights and turn on the disco ball and we would just spend gym skating in That's a circle. It, it was so much fun. And like the like quote unquote dances that like kind of just like after school things that we, we had like once or twice a year for the elementary kids, like fourth, fifth graders. Yeah. Um, those also consisted of just, turning like the lights off disco ball going and skating around in a circle for like two hours and it was so much fun nice my favorite uh game or event would be uh i just liked when we all uh, um they had that big like multicolor pinwheel circus tent type thing oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. like the parachute yeah, yeah that was awesome <laughs> that was so much fun Dude, i'm I, gym class in elementary school was like I mean, it's pretty much everyone's favorite, right? Uh... I I was always like a physically awkward kid, but I at least remember liking gym class in elementary school more than I liked it in middle or high school. Like yeah. elementary school gym class is objectively the best. You in just my play opinion. games, like oh. fun games instead of competitive games. See, I'd almost say yeah. I prefer high school gym because really, well, in elementary and middle school, I was a fat kid. So, even when we just yeah. played games in elementary school, I sucked at them. And then, like, as we got through elementary school, we started playing, like, baseball and stuff and having to run miles, so it sucked. But then, with high school, I had spent on the swim team, so, like, I was starting to be more athletic. And particularly, like, junior year gym class, it was like, okay, we're gonna go play this sport for two weeks, and we're gonna go play basketball for two weeks, and we're gonna go play soccer for two weeks. And it was like... Oh, I'm actually I mean, I'm not the best, but I'm I'm on par with average. I can actually enjoy these now. No, it's definitely it's a nice experience when you realize that you're like 
getting better in some way. Even it's something that you were like, I, I used to like fundamentally mm -hmm. loathe this, you know, like it is something eat and it sounds like lame, but it, I think it's very true and kind of poignant where you're like, Oh my God, like I can actually play a team sport and feel like kind of okay about it. You know? yeah. Like it's a good feeling. Yeah. Man, now I'm just thinking about all the different things in elementary school. Sorry to bring it back to that, <laughs> but <laughs> did you guys in your, cause we went to different, we, for those listening, we only met each other in middle school. So our, you two went to elementary school together, though, yeah. right? Yeah. We Good. beat up James so, at recess. Yeah. <laughs> but I did stuck your guys's Did your guys' elementary school have uh, the ropes hanging from the ceiling? Yep. Yes. And yeah. did you, and like you would climb up to the ceiling? Only if you could climb it. Yeah, we would do that. that up. I. <laughs> think i got far like up there and you would take a pencil with you and you would sign the ceiling um but i couldn't get the pencil out to sign and then i was like i'll get it next year and then they took out the ropes because it was too dangerous oh. uh, so i never got to sign it and that was really really unfortunate that sucks holy you, shit we also okay last story because <laughs> this is just fun i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> uh we also would play this game uh, that we uh, we called American Gladiator. Do you remember that old TV yeah. show from like the 80s and 90s? Yeah. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our gym teacher called it American Gladiator and he would divide our class into three groups. Um, one was one was like the attackers. One was the like runners. And then the third team was just the um, kind of like the helpers and the like resetters. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you would just rotate each team through each thing. And what it was is you remember those like fold up mats that you would have in gym that they yes. were like accordion fold and you would put them down and do like gymnastics or something on them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we would, we would set those up all the way across the gym and either standing on its edge as like a wall or we'd make a tunnel with that and milk crates. And we'd make this mm -hmm. like obstacle course in a straight line across the gym in the middle and then the one team had dodgeballs one team was trying to run all the way through the course and then the other team was fixing the course or throwing the dodgeballs back to the attackers and you had to get your entire team across if you got hit at any point you had to run you had to reset and go back to the beginning and the goal was to see which team could get everybody across the fastest so you were playing gta game modes before gta was a thing <laughs> yeah it was that was everyone Loved that game, and it was the best thing ever. I kind of still want to play that. That's like sounds like so much fun. Oh, dude, obstacle course! Uh, like obstacle courses are fun at like any age if they're properly yeah. designed. Like it's the most. That's the know. next. I always, <laughs> as a kid, I always wanted to be on the show. Uh, that show, Wipeout. Oh, was, like, oh same. Movie. Same. I, I was like as a little kid i was like just let me on that course with like the intention and the knowledge that i was probably gonna fall off but it's like that's the fun part like <laughs> yeah you can't just fall you know <laughs> put me in coach no, i'm that... ready to take the dive yeah seriously that's not the point you're supposed to make it through nah i don't care i, don't <laughs> I just want to see james now on that show just being like i could do it and oh. then the punch glove comes out of the wall and just sends him <laughs> cartwheeling off the ledge and it's gotta like, be no. like right at the wrong height so it gets him right in the jaw <laughs> the whole appeal of that course too is ideally you could fall off from like anywhere and probably uh, ideally again be fine i'm not saying that you would well, be but like water. that 
Yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd hit the water though, so that could that could be just quite disorienting. Yeah, it can. Yeah, and yeah. it's got to be deep enough that nobody like breaks their neck on the bottom. That's also very true. I would still love true. to do it. Though. I would totally do that. And did they wear life jackets? Yeah, they wore no. life jackets. Yeah, like, I thought they wore vests and helmets yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Hell Wasn't yeah. that a British show first, and then we brought it over? I think it actually was. I remember I had the Wii. It was like total game. wipeout. Yeah, it was. We didn't and apparently bring it over. They, we improved it. Yeah, like we did with, uh, you everything. know, like yeah, basically everything they've ever done. The office. <laughs> did Government we really improve running. the office? Uh, I would say in some ways. Oh, yeah. I've never watched a full season. Considering its lo- with- current location, the popular zeitgeist, I say no. I well, that de- depends on the evaluation. I'd say that there are some improvements. I'd say Michael Scott, at the very least, is a character you'd find not just in any American office, but basically any American like environment. He's a very, he is a very like American character, but that's what makes him so endearing and unfortunately so annoying. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of media, better buddies recommend. Mm. Where you recommend a hey. piece of media to enjoy? Anyone want to start? No, I'll go. Okay. I'll go. Uh, so it's kind of a rehash, but they just released the second season of Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. No way! They made and another one. <laughs> they made another season. Um, supposedly, I think I read an article that said there's a season three coming as well. Um, unfortunately, season two was only like eight episodes. The first season was like 18 um, mm-hmm. of varying lengths because there was definitely some episodes in season one that were like two minutes. Um, and season two, I think they all averaged at least seven minutes. And then I think there was like, but at least half of them were more like 18 minutes a piece. So they were kind of longer. Um, and honestly, I, as much as I wanted there to be more, I think eight was good because I was able to power through them on uh saturday like saturday afternoon i was able to power through all of them in one sitting and it was just as good honestly i didn't there wasn't one that i hated at all like i loved all of them some of the teams that did some of my favorite episodes from the first uh, season first anthology came back and did other ones um and my favorite ones were those animation that was like the hyper realistic animation style. I just love yeah. that animation style. It I will watch almost anything in that style. Uh and it was so good. There were some really amazing ones. Oh, do you remember that um RJ you haven't seen it, right? Correct. The first season. Okay, you need to watch season 1 and season 2. They're both mm-hmm. amazing. Um, James, you and I watched season one together, right? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that Zima Blue one? It was like 2D animated. I was going to say that was one of my favorites. I loved that the one. The same guy that did that one did another one in this anthology yeah. um, in a very similar art style. Very different, but yeah. it was, I actually really enjoyed that one as well. Did you have a favorite um, episode art style from the first one that you're thinking of? Um, either the one with the rush in Russia. Yes. The yeah. uh, the Russian one was really good. Um, and then the farmers one I really oh. liked. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, Lucky cool. number 13 was also really good. But again, Lucky mm-hmm. Number Thirteen and the Russian one were that hyper realistic animation, and then mm-hmm. the the farmers was like more of the like cartoony, somewhat like it was just really good. I don't know I, how, what would you call that farmers one? Oh, uh, that's like kind of a cel shaded almost. It was yeah. like kind of almost a TF two or like a like some of the animation you see for like a Fortnite or a Borderlands almost. It was like that style, yeah, kind of. Yeah, um, but like just a little bit more high quality. Yeah, yeah. I really loved the uh, like. I think I've said it before. Zima Blue looks really cool, but I loved uh, the one with the two guys out in the middle of the desert. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, style. yeah. Um, I, I'm interested to see now. I, I had no idea that Love, Death, and Robots was like even in the works for a second season, or much less a third. So I'm very interested. Yeah. Also, dude, I watched one that. Oh my god, Danyarja, you would probably like this one too, but it it was very blade runner-esque Ooh. in season two and it was again hyper realistic animation and oh my god that one i think a lot of people didn't like it from like the review person i was reading didn't like it i really liked it um and i don't want to get into them because they they weigh very heavily on their premise mm-hmm. as well as their animation styles usually yeah. so it's very hard to talk about this show unless you've seen it yeah. Um, because it doesn't ruin it per, per se, but there is something going into these about not knowing anything about each episode that's about to happen. So I would recommend if anyone's interested in watching these, don't watch a trailer for it because I ignored the season two trailer until it came out because I wanted to go in completely blind like I did for the first anthology. And I'm glad I did because it was fun having absolutely no idea what was coming next. I guess I'll finally get around to watching this. <laughs> do it! Got it, dude. It's so good. I think I can. And the amazing. Oh, oh, I was just gonna say. I think the number of people who have told me I have to watch this is now in the double digits. So exactly, it's great. Not every. You're not gonna like every episode because there was definitely episodes of season one where I was like, nah. Uh, but mm. I guarantee you will find at least one that you think is awesome. Uh, I'm going to go next. Mm -hmm. And my recommendation is the game Reigns. Or is it Rain? R-E-I-G-N. Potential yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It is a game that hinges on... the, The mechanic is the same mechanic that makes Tinder fun. You swipe left and right. It's fun. Um, and <laughs> hey, hey, oh. instead of yeah. like dating profiles, it's all medieval, like fantasy themed, and it's these little image cards of like the characters with text and gives you situations, and you say like yes or no, and like make your choices, either or choices. It's like um, a text adventure game. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a little bit of, um, I, I guess a little bit of puzzle solving to it. Because uh, the premise is literally the first card you run, like the first set of cards is a ghost saying, oh, are you the new king? Ah, we'll be seeing each other again soon. Enjoy your first reign. And and after the first time your character dies, king comes back as ghost king is like, yo, so we've been cursed by the devil. Uh, Try and find a way to break the curse. Okay, bye. 
So yeah, yeah, I just pulled up their website. This does look interesting. Yeah. Um, it's really fun. It's a real good, like, time waster, time consumer, because you can sit down, play for two minutes to an hour, and either way, you'll still, like, progress a little bit without needing to know anything. And it's got some pretty, like, low-key humor. Like, nothing is a gut-buster, laugh-out-loud thing, but lots of little, like, <laughs> okay. You got me there, game. Yeah, yeah, like nice little flourishes. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And they they have the original that I played, and I think they have a Game of Thrones version and the sequel? But I haven't played the other two, so... Looks like there's a Reigns, Reigns Her Majesty, so I think you're just the queen instead of the king. Hmm. Reigns Game of Thrones and then Reigns the Council. Oh. Oh, right. I should probably mention this mechanic of it. Uh, so it's not just flipping left or right, yes or no. Um, there are also four measurements that you have to kind of keep balanced. Religion, people, army, and money. And if any so, one yeah. of those hits zero or a hundred, you die. Wait, if they hit a hundred, you die. Yep. Why? You've like you're too pious, and yep. God just takes you for Himself. Uh, <laughs> cool. The common religion <laughs> one, depending on what your other levels are at, influences what endings you get. But um, commonly religion, you'll wind up a martyr. That they needed a martyr. They killed you for. <laughs> yep. If you get too much money, they host a banquet and you die because you choked to death, and everybody was too busy celebrating. Well, there's a way to go. Oh, yeah. Also, RJ, the Reigns, the Council, it's a actual physical card game version. Oh, neat. So it's a party game for three to six people, basically doing what the app is doing. That's cool. It's pretty dope. I'll have to look into that. That does sound that does sound like fun. But yeah, that's what I spent a good chunk of my last like week of classes doing, so <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Fun fact, it fit the perfect size in the uh, uh, WebEx window for class when people would share content. <laughs> oh, yeah. Getting away. So it looks like you're paying attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Just to my Not game. Not to them. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah, my, my last semester, I started pulling DL on my laptop in the back of class. Yeah. Because it was like you get to some of those upper level classes and it's just a lecture for 90 minutes. And it's like there's no point to paying attention hardly because you just give me all the information in a slideshow and then test me on it. So I'm just going to read the slideshow right before the test and then take the test and be fine. Sometimes I just write an essay in the back of class <laughs> and be like, hey. I have to do this draft or I have to like get this printed off or something like by the next class and if i knew i had one like one i couldn't skip or wouldn't want to skip but i was like i can still just do this back here that i would just do that and i was like oh it'll be fine <laughs> i wrote my shakespeare class final paper in my shakespeare class two weeks ahead of time nice hey so that i can play well video games in class the last two weeks very well done <laughs> uh, but and good james yeah. what's your recommendation I'm going to say uh, The Fairly Odd Parents. Um, yeah. I was 
bobbing around on YouTube today, and there's a, like a, a 24-hour stream that they do of all the old episodes. Really? And um, I caught a few, and I forgot like how much I enjoyed that show because it is kind of dumb, and it's it's very much like uh, there are it, one obviously it's a kids cartoon, um, and there are plenty of moments where like there was a really big thing. Um, the big trend in humor around the time that the show came out where it's like we're let's just say something random and people will think it's like hilarious and it was a very like notable trend in humor and um like cosmo is usually the like vessel or vehicle for that where he's like i found a nickel like i named it philip it's a girl nickel and it's like ah oh, it's funny because it's like random but well, so random. there are some yeah like there are some jokes in it are actually pretty good um i actually like the animation quite a bit i like that older 2d style i've talked about it before when i've talked about clone high where i like the kind of um almost kind of flatter looking um almost like googie-esque uh kind of exaggerated but still real realistically in a way cartoonish um look that yeah. like the fairly odd parents has and i think like the pace at which the episodes they are almost kind of like like 21st century Looney Tunes cartoons. Um, there's constantly music in the back of them. The pace is pretty quick. Like there's a lot of physical gags and quick, like pop culture illusions and stuff. Um, it was really, cause I haven't watched an old episode of those in like years. So it was kind of surreal going back and like watching some of them that I remember seeing as a kid on my TV in my living room, <laughs> you know, like uh, when I was like eight or nine, but yeah, this is just, uh, not, this is crazy that I just pulled it up. They have like the official YouTube channel has just an official, just the live stream of episodes just going. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. It's kind of awesome. It's, it's, uh, I caught a few of them. I, the, the longest one I caught was the one where, uh, Timmy goes into the internet mm. because he, he sent that's it a accidentally. Fantastic one. Yeah, the yeah, like his parents caught him writing a love note and then they wrote it more for him and they sent it to the girl that he was writing it to and he's got to go and get it back before she reads it. Yeah. And I was like, this one is great. I remember this one like very very <laughs> well. Um and uh we're all in a way anyone who uses the internet too much is in a way Denzel Crocker. So we're we are all like uh <laughs> there's something sympathetic in that episode, but Oh uh, yeah, see, no, and I, I never I, would have thought of that. Now you've said it, and it's so true. Isn't it great? Like everyone's their own little uh, everyone's got their own little fairy fairy godparents tick that makes them yeah. go <laughs> fairy godparents. And I forgot too like that was a i forgot that it's obvious because it's such a big gag in the show but the fact that he like basically has like a i don't want to say a disability but he goes into convulsions like, he has like a seizure every time yeah. and like flips upside down yeah. and and, it, and they like in the cart it's i mean cartoon but like cartoon universe like he'll hit the ground hard so he's actually supposed to be doing those weird flips and stuff <laughs> yeah and like <laughs> Parts of his body or his hair will like levitate for a moment, like separate. Yeah. He's so forcibly like passionate, but and he no, do this I... in like the middle of class. <laughs> yeah, I forgot too just how like uh, how much he loves giving students F's and like there's something because like as a kid, like even in you know in elementary school, maybe you care, maybe you don't, but there is something just funny about a teacher being so like sadistically malicious that they have a like massive machine that just stamps F's. Uh, yeah. on a kid's papers in front of them because it's like as a kid it's like that's what it feels like sometimes and it's just so funny to know that adults made that show 
um, and just like kind of put those little touches in there. But yeah, I would say for a little bit of uh, early 2000s revival, uh, nostalgia, refresher, whatever you want to call it, I would say check out the Fairly Odd Parents. My nice. favorite bit's still the Timmy, your babysitter's here. Bring <laughs> us the boy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot too because the internet bit. The internet episode, because that is like easily one of the best gags from the show. And I think one of the second best gags is the one that's in the internet episode. And I totally forgot about it. And it's the, uh, Timmy, I'm respecting your individuality as a kid by knocking, but I'm asserting my authority as your parent by coming in anyway. And they <laughs> knock down the door with a battering ram. And it's like hilarious. That's really, really funny. <laughs> uh, no, I that show's great. God bless Butch Hartman. See, and I always just loved the Crimson Chin stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. It was such oh, a well yeah. done, like, commentary on superheroes. Oh. And also, I, well, like, th- those jawlines. Because you know who they had voiced the Crimson Chin, right? Uh, I don't re- I don't know Crimson Chin, but uh, I know they had um, Adam West for the Catman. He did. Yeah. Adam West for the Catman, and they had the biggest chin in all of show business voice, uh, the Crimson Chin, Jay, Jay Leno. Leno. <laughs> Yeah, Jay Leno voices the Crimson Chin, which is hilarious. Oh my god, that's good. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that shows that shows a treasure. I love that show. All right, our next segment: How to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some comedic advice to posts on the Ask Men subreddit. With the first question ver- being very pointedly directed at James. Yes. Why I do I find now. myself staring out of windows when I drink by myself? With the further details, I feel like a Jack Donahue cliche. All right, I have two things to say. One, uh, I uh, first of all, I don't know who Jack Donahue is. Mm. Second, when you read that, I definitely wasn't taking a drink from my glass of wine while looking out the window. Hey, wait a minute. Is this about me? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. I feel attacked. Good should. Call. Oh, I, <laughs> well, Calvin points out pretty clearly that this can happen to anybody. Um, <laughs> so, so do not feel bad. Um, Jack Donahue is, uh, he's Alec Baldwin's character in 30 Rock, who's like a black Irish, uh, he's, he's a typical Irish American boss, basically. Um, I would say, honestly, there are times where I enjoy looking out a window, having a drink more than I enjoy, like, watching a show and pouring myself a drink or, you know, doing whatever like that, like, yeah. Uh, I was if I had a balcony or an outside place to my uh, apartment, <laughs> I would definitely be going out there and like just that's where I would do my drinking. I, I wouldn't probably watch like TV that much, you know. Um, there's something nice. Watch the world. Yeah, you feel you feel in your way like you are your own little the boss of your own little thirty Rockefeller Plaza. When you got a drink in your hand, you're looking out a window. So it gives you a moment to be contemplative. It does yeah, truly yeah. Yeah, I would agree. That's definitely the best way to consume a drink is to just be chilling. I mean, that's why that's why it's like the like kind of like a cliche or whatever. But it's like the dude out grilling, and then he he's got a beer or a drink, and he's just sipping away while standing at the grill. That's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah, just no. like a little bit of zen moment in like <laughs> that's a very like middle class American idealistic Zen moment is standing at your grill outside grilling while drinking a beer. Zen well, in the art of burger grilling. 
it it became it became a meme right like i've seen this on on certain like forums and places and stuff like that but it's like uh the joke became that it was a very boomer stance to say um like oh i just want to grill instead of taking like a political side which promised me this <laughs> I, I promise you this has like relation but like it's like who the fuck wouldn't just want to grill and have a beer <laughs> and like hang out like who the fuck are you to say that that's stupid fuck you <laughs> thank you that sounds great you know uh I, I believe in the uh, grill, not propane, uh, charcoal grill of America. Oh, hell yeah. I can, get, I can get behind that. Not propane. You want to put Hank Hill out of business? What the hell? Look, man, I no disrespect to propane users, but oh. if I got a choice, I'm going to grill on charcoal only because that means I don't have to deal with those stupid tanks. Yeah, those tanks scare me. I also like the taste of charcoal better. Um, and I mean, yeah. No, go. Sorry. Oh no, no. I was, I was, I was saying that. Yeah. I, that kind of is insane to me, RJ. The fact that, like, what is like you don't want to deal with the tanks because there's so much more finicky, putsy stuff with a charcoal grill. I'm not saying like that it's not better or has like because I definitely like that stuff too. But like your reasoning is insane to me. The, <laughs> seeing the way I figure it is with charcoal. I can look around and go, oh, do I have a bag? No, I go get a bag and I, I buy a new bag of charcoal, whatever. If I, and like, I'm sure, because like the tanks, you just like go and exchange them or whatever. But if I got yeah. the tanks, I got to store them. I got to keep track of them. It's, I got to make sure I have propane and like. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to do the literal same stuff with a charcoal. You have to have a bag of charcoal. You have to store it. You have to make sure you have it. I mean, I guess, but I have a. I've never destroyed a kid's head with a bag of charcoal. Wait, wait a minute. So this <laughs> sounds like we're going to do you deeper issues head. here. <laughs> the file sealed. So I, I think for me, it's the like judge told me tank. so. Like I, because I do know that charcoal takes like way longer setup. It's way more finicky. It's like you're ba what you're doing is basically fucking setting rocks on fire and hoping that they're gonna like stay lit enough at a constant mm -hmm. temperature um, to like cook your meat. But like. That to me, I prefer almost that longer setup than like propane tank. And it again for me, it's more of the irrational fear. I'm like, I hope I don't fuck this up and like blow myself up. Like I, I know that like they gotta make them consumer friendly, but that is like yeah, that's kind of a hard thing to do with modern tanks, unless you're just being an actual idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally that's totally totally fair. Yeah, I think part of the enjoyment is that like getting it started and letting it burn down because you have longer to just stand there and drink. That's fair. No, that's yeah, I, yeah. I I don't disagree with any of those <laughs> yeah. points. I'm just like the 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 you saying that the propane tank is more annoying to deal with is insane to me. Yeah, it's the here's the here's the slight edge I found the slight edge the slightest difference in in the two like processes is when I need char if I if I'm out of charcoal I throw the bag away and I don't have to carry it anywhere. If I'm out of propane, I gotta <laughs> carry the tank somewhere. This is fair. Uh, yeah. All right, and you're talking about the big, like, what is it, like, 8-gallon, yeah. 10-gallon, whatever, those, like, big white ones, right? Yeah. Stereotypical propane tank? Okay. Because mm. I know my dad's grill, he's got this little mini, um, I, don't, I don't remember, what is it, Coleman or something? No, no, not Coleman. Uh, Weber. Um, yeah. And it, like, goes on a tabletop, and it can use either those big like white propane tanks or it can use those little mini green coleman bottles like you oh, see neat. for camping 
So that's nice because those are like a lot smaller. I just can't wait until I get to grill. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Hey, like summer. actually grill at my own house. No, I mean like, like I think grilling is definitely both a setting and an activity. Like when I feel like the first time I'll be grilling at a house where I have like my family, like we're having an outdoor like meal. That's like, to me, that's grilling. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the other stuff before that doesn't count or whatever. But to me, it's like I want that experience. What I'm you hearing know? is you need to come down south again this summer, and we will all get together and grill burgers or something. I'd love that. Yeah, yes. I'd love that. Yeah, you guys awesome. can come down and help me break in my new place. I have a. Gr- I'm yeah. getting a grill, and I'll oh, have perfect. a balcony. And oh. I plan You'll on have a grilling for probably... us to drink on and stare off of. Exactly. <laughs> it's got everything. Bring my suit. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Birthday swim or uh, uh, wedding? I'm going to wear all of them (laughs) at the same time. I can be prepared. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. So, yeah. uh, Don't worry too much about staring off into space out a window. Like, that's pretty normal. You're doing it right. Yeah. Our next question. If you could take all the time in your life you've spent on your phone and instead invest it in what other activity, what would it be? Learning a language. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. That that's still my really? ultimate goal is just to be fluent in a second language someday. That just sounds like I think that'd be just amazing. I think I'd go with a uh, exercise. Just that's all those one. cumulative I'm, hours. I'm gonna say music, probably. Like I would have loved to learn how to play. Like because I know how to play play a real instrument. Yeah, I know how to play like a guitar a little bit and how to play piano, but like to really understand like music and to be able to play an instrument and have that yeah. kind of experience would be awesome. And I just can't do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So there's some suggestions of things you could uh, put your time into instead of your phone. Yeah, guys. Our next question, one that I think is a very thought-provoking question. What's something you do for body care slash grooming that makes you feel more confident? Oh. I always feel good after a haircut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me, um, oh gosh, probably <clears throat> this is a little personal, but I uh, I have to pluck my eyebrows um, because Your eyebrow? they eyebrow eyebrow technically. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is. He's technically right. It's technically an eyebrow. I have to pluck it or else it will uh, grow. And I grew up uh, as a kid, like having to wax it and stuff like that. And I, you know, as I got older, I started to be able to just pluck it on my own. And it's something where it's like, it's a nice little finishing thing that I do. And it makes me feel uh, just a little bit more in the same way that a shave makes you feel just a little more clean and fresh and stuff. Doing that makes me feel a little more together. So yeah, I would say just uh, general trimming, plucking. Yeah. For men with facial hair, beard oil slash beard oil. Use both I've, if you can. I've never used beard oil. My beard almost got long enough that one time I grew it out. But I just never invested in it. it like, what does it help with? So it helps soften it and softens your nice. skin. Um, it smells good. And one of the best things, after, like, you you rub it in there, get in there, get your beard all, like, kind of combed out and combed down and, like, smooths it out a little bit. But then you take the beard balm and you hit your mustache. And you, what, okay. like, you, you, cover, you do your mustache, but then you get to the ends 
and you twirl the tips a little bit with the uh, beard balm, and it makes it nice and curly at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's just such a... Every time I've done it, I always... I don't do it often, but when I do it, I feel good. Because yeah. the balm helps, like, hold the curl on the end. I don't know that I'd curl my mustache, but the rest of that sounds nice. I totally would if I had one. <laughs> In some way, I might. Unless, unless I have one of those big, huge, like, Fre- uh, Friedrich Nietzsche mustaches or whatever. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. No, I totally would. Um, let's see. Uh, what are the best? What are some of the best fictional dads? With the further details, mainly because there doesn't seem to be to be very many good dads out there on first glance. They all seem to be dumb or abusive. Mm. Good fiction dads. I hear, um, I'm I'm not even thinking of bad ones right now. For, I'm just trying to think of all my normal stuff I deal with, and I can't think of. Oh, got it, got it. Which one? Tam El Thor from the uh, the Wheel of Time. Best dad ever. Okay. He's. I. I, I can't get into reasoning without <laughs> we're ruining not amazing. The next four hours on it. Well, it, it, yeah, without spending hours on it, and also without ruining some of the best scenes in the series. Okay. That. Yeah. So Tam Althor is probably my vote. Um. See, and I almost went to the Dungeons and Daddies podcast to try and pick one of those characters mm-hmm. because they're literally all dads. <laughs> and then remembered, yeah. oh, the entire point of that podcast is they're becoming better dads, so they're really not good dads yet. Um, There are no dads in superheroes. I guess Alpha is going to count. Uh, yeah. So Uncle Ben wouldn't count, like, even in a more symbolic I mean, sense. <sighs> Uncle Ben counts. kind of counts. The problem is he's dead, so, like, yeah, yeah he's a good, no, that's, that's like, true. father figure, but also his entire influence is by memory alone. Yeah. And, yeah, and what, and even if, like, there's, it's in the stuff where he gets into high school or whatever, all the rest happened off screen. Yeah. So yeah. it's, like, if you're talking, like, in the content that we actually get to see, he's only in it for, like, a fraction, because he's usually gone pretty fast. Um, I wait. Would uh, say yeah. Got it. Ben Wyatt, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> oh, why? Uh, cause he has kids and isn't a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, but why? Yeah, but like, what makes him a good dad in your opinion? Literally, the fact that he he is a care. Okay, so this is more on the dumb or abusive side of it rather than the good dad of it. But he is yeah. a character who is shown to... Well, he has his moments of, like, obsession or uh, not realizing because it is a comedy series. He is a smart character. And he is generally a very considerate individual. Um, particularly towards those around him and those he cares about. So I would have to assume that he would be a good father figure in general. Yeah. I... Uh, I'd also I mean, put forward Nick Offerman's character of Ron Swanson because we do get some scenes of him being a father, an adoptive father particularly, and yeah. how he is like struggling to get, like accept that role <laughs> and like how to handle children, but is shown like growing and improving. Yeah, we're coming in some way, something. I, you know, one of the more obvious ones is like Atticus Finch from Ooh. like. Uh, uh, to kill a mockingbird, you know, that's like a pretty, that's a very standard American, like dad, um, 
you could even say Odysseus, because that man like literally fought the gods to get back to his wife and then murder all her suitors and like reunite yeah. with his kid. But he was gone um, for the first like twenty years of his kid's life. He was. But was he and that's why dumb? I don't think he was so. Absent. I would. I would say even though, through no me, fault of his own, he was still absent. Fair. I. I would say for me, I would say um, Randy Marsh from South Park, no. mainly because like, <laughs> yes, yes, because no. it's mainly acknowledged. It's acknowledged that his kid is like knows what his dad is doing, can be obsessive or dumb or weird or whatever, but like. It's a learning experience, and it, I don't think it precludes Randy from being like a good father in the sense that he is still setting an example for his kid, and his kid is learning like, oh, this is probably what I shouldn't do. But it, like, Stan still feels compassion for his dad. Like, it's not a totally cynical relationship. I'd say there's like several episodes where the relationship is actually pretty tender, um, and I just love. Andy as a character because it's like I, I've like who hasn't seen their dad in some way act like that before it's like great <laughs> um that's a Randy I did manage to think of a podcast character in the yes. not another D&D podcast the the player character Beverly Togold the fifth uh a a, a and non-player character in the campaign is Beverly Togold the fourth his father and the fourth generally tries to like do the right thing and help out his son and be a good, like, paladin, but is also... He also makes mistakes and does his best to shield his son from the consequences of his mistakes. Um, what about... What about... Uh, who's the McElroy dad? Oh, Clint McElroy? Oh, Clint McElroy. That's it. I mean, dude. I, he, I don't know if that counts. He's a real person. Yeah, I guess that... Yeah, <laughs> that's no, not that's fiction. That's also fair. Actually, wait, like, wait, no. Uh, in the the Adventure Zone universe, there is planeswalking janitor Clint McElroy. There you go. <laughs> and they did a live show set in West Virginia with an alternate reality Griffin McElroy at, at eleven years old, and which meant his father Clint McElroy, the planeswalking janitor, had to exist. So, Clint McElroy is technically a fictional character based on a real character, real person. Perfect. It's all coming together. So, there's some there's some options for you if you're desperate for bottom-of-the-barrel choices in a very, very, yeah. very short barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, where would you sit at a restaurant in relation to your girlfriend when out with her and another female friend? Would you sit next to them or opposite them or opposite the guest? Um, I would say it's not necessarily in relation to your girlfriend. It's relation to the friend. You sit opposite to the friends, and then your girlfriend sits either next to you or her friend. Well played. I would say, yeah, and it depends too. Like, because are we talking about a, a traditional booth scenario or one of those circle booths? Because then there's like no real problem. Like, no one has to pick a side if it's a circle booth, right? Because then, like, you can just sit. Well, if on it's the a side circle of, booth, um, then this isn't a question, James. I, well, I'm just saying. They also, it doesn't uh, say it, booth. It just at a, a restaurant table. in relation to. I, that's oh, also it's a, fair. If it's a table, then you guys sit on three sides. Oh yeah, you uh, can do that. I would probably, I'd probably sit next to my girlfriend unless she was like, "Oh, my friend wants to like talk to me or something." And it's like, okay, <laughs> why not? Yeah, I don't know. I'd push back on the sitting on three sides of the table thing a little bit because it depends on the restaurant. Well, how how would you sit then at a table? 
Uh, I, I'd go with your thing. You sit across from the guest and see where the girlfriend sits. But I'm well, thinking, get, like, I, if you're at, like, I guess McDonald's. it depends on the type of table. Yeah. Like, I could do three sides at McDonald's. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable doing three sides at, like, a, a local Mexican restaurant, you know? Yeah, I guess. like, Culver's for this scenario. Culver's what? or something. Like, a Culver's. Oh. Like, yeah. a restaurant like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I guess I was picturing more of a squarish table, a more square mm-hmm. table. You would probably sit. I would say you'd sit on three sides. And I was thinking more of like only one person really could sit on a side. Yeah. But yeah, if it's like a more rectangular one, then yeah, probably what I said before would still apply. Okay, I think that's a pretty good answer. Uh, that's that's my favorite answer at least. And our last question this week. What's the most innocuous questions or statement you could say to screw with someone's head? You look better today. <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what they meant. <laughs> no, that can be meant genuinely, but people can also use that to fuck with you. It's kind of funny, but yeah. Yeah. No, that one's that. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> what about a? Oh, that's that's not what the other person said. Yeah, I I don't know if that one's so much innocuous, but I'd still agree that it's like it would screw with me. Oh, fair, fair. Have you always yeah. done that with your hair? <laughs> they all seem like kind of insulting. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're trying to mess with their head. <laughs> yeah, but you can do that without like insulting their physical appearance. I feel like. Um, I don't. I can't think of one. Like. But I feel like there's got to be one. Did you hear that? Well, part... I, th- well, I, I th- mean, there's the classic prank that requires like multiple people, where you just walk past a random person, and the first person, and like in each successive person finishes the sentence, where it's just like you're in a dream, this isn't real, wake up, and then you just <laughs> don't know the person, and you just keep walking and act like you didn't say anything. That's pretty good. I mean, that requires a lot more setup and. You also want to make sure the person doesn't immediately step into traffic afterwards. <laughs> I'd have to sit down after that, probably. I'd have to be like, we'll take a breather. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that was. No. Oh, God. That. Now I'm just picturing one of those, like, prank videos where someone goes to do that, but they, like, somehow <laughs> encourage the person that, like, it's a dream, so nothing matters, and, like, they cause the person to get themselves hurt. Oh, bro, yeah, that's what like, I say. You don't watch the block. <laughs> Fuck. That would be... Oh, my God. Have they ever accidentally killed anybody? Some yes. Prank channels? Yeah. Uh, I remember oh hearing about it just the other day that a, a case was wrapping up, siding in favor of a guy who got pranked. Um, the prankers, like, were doing their video or whatever, and... But they were, like, joke-mugging him or something, and so in self-defense, he shot one of them to protect himself and his, like, mm-hmm. daughter... Yeah. And killed him. Holy shit. That's insane. Yeah, and (laughs) the jury sided, like, the judge and jury, like, not the judge, but the jury sided with, in favor of the guy who was getting mugged, prank mugged. I'm like, Mm. yeah, that was perfectly reasonable. Yeah, well, to him it wasn't a prank or fake. (laughs) And it's like, how would you know? Like, I think the best pranks are, like, it's not like both people know what's happening, but it's something where it's you're not like threatening their fucking life. You're not like yeah. putting a knife up to them, being like, because <laughs> I'd fucking freak out. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? 
don't know. It's very intense. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. The best ones are where the ones where you meet it, like you do the prank and then you let the person in on it and then they laugh as well and think it's good. And like <laughs> Yes. One of one of my favorite pranks I ever saw was on Jackass Three and it was um have like uh one of their members is like a little guy, like a dwarf, you know? Like what's the right name for like little I people? Have no idea. Uh you know what I mean? It depends on who you're talking to. I'll just say little people. They had like a little guy on the cast and uh, he went into a bar and this was a prank that they filmed. He went into a bar and then another like little guy came in. They're all, they're dressed like normally. They're just dressed like yeah, people because they are people with dwarfism. Those two, guys, like, those two guys like start talking and then they start fighting. Okay. Fighting in the bar. And then like a little guy police officer comes in <laughs> and tries okay. to fucking break him up. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And uh, and then, like, one of the guys gets injured, and two, like, little dude paramedics come in. So it's That's an entire right. thing of people with dwarfism, it's, like... And okay. it's all in the bar. And it's, like, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of funny. That's, That's a good prank. Good. That is pretty, pretty funny. Like, the people are getting fucked with. They're like, what the fuck is happening right now? You wouldn't <laughs> like, expect that at all. Yeah, you're just like, what's... <laughs> okay. See, you no. reminded me. Do you guys know about midget wrestling? That yeah, real? I've heard of it. Uh, I just remember that was something from like Rooster Teeth. So I think like Michael was talking about it one time, and how they went and like afterwards were talking to the wrestlers, and the wrestlers were like, "No, yeah, we pati- it, we give you permission to call us midgets because that's what we as a group prefer, like this Fuck. group of people." <laughs> Boy, yeah. Well, that's uh, another week down, another uh, few weeks to go. Thank you for joining. Of course, sir. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. They're on iTunes and Spotify. We're on iTunes, Spotify. Go like, share, download the links. Go listen to them. Hit play. Play it on repeat. Uh, Just hit play on Spotify and then turn your volume off and let your phone go. Give us those downloads. We want them. Uh, and reviews, those are nice. If you want to let us know how we're doing, we're on social media. Facebook, Better Buddies, we got our Meme Mondays, so if you want to get a meme in the rotation, send us some memes. We have Twitter, at Better Budcast, use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account, still no new mail there, but I'm hopeful that someday someone will. Fan. You never know, yeah. Yeah, maybe, someday. I'll wish upon a star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah get some fan mail hate mail fan art hate art declarations of love or war and we're 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 crawling slowly but surely towards somebody finally getting us to a hundred downloads in a single episode so we can uh, review some gum yes i'm so excited <laughs> if you're excited for it then get people to listen to this stupid show james i will <laughs> i promise we average, we average six downloads a week Oh, fuck. On new episodes, I should say. Uh, And last but not least, be a better buddy. So, Uh, I hope they didn't do it for fame. I doubt it. (laughs) Unless you can just go to any club, like, in the world and just be like, I'm actually the guy who made OBS. And they're just like, oh... 
Right this way. Oh, VIP. Mr. OBS, please come in. Mr. OBS, Mr. Obes. Oh, Mr. Obes please. is fine. My here. father was Mr. OBS. I'm Jimmy. I'm Jimmy. Jimmy Obes. That actually be kind of a cool. That's kind of a cool name, Jimmy Obes. I can see that as a character. Jimmy Obes, oh, yeah. international bounty hunter. <laughs> and uh, uh, recording artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, international bounty Sound hunter engineer. and recording artist. <laughs> Hell yeah, Jimmy! Why are you going to be in a? Why are you going to be in Japan this year? Is it for uh, the upcoming music festival, or do you have another target? I say, why? Why not both? <laughs> Let's just say I'm going to give an explosive performance. You're going to blow up the concert. I'm going to blow up the concert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, let's let's start the show. <laughs>